Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. This week, we're meeting James Monroe. Now, I'm not traveling back through time and introducing you to our fifth president, but I am going to introduce you to the man who works long and hard to bring us the Peace Arch Journal, one of our leading news outlets for Rotary here in District 5050. Now, what's interesting about District 5050, if you didn't know, is that half of our district is in the United States, in the state of Washington, and the other half of our district is in Canada. So James has done the dual role of keeping our district up to date on both sides of the border. So join me, won't you? James Monroe is joining me for those questions here on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. And as always, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast this week, everyone. I have a really special guest that I'm excited to find out more about him because I only usually even acknowledge his existence by his monthly newsletter and not by all the hard work he does to make the newsletter happen or that he's even a retirian. He's just James Monroe, the guy who does the Peace Arch Journal. And that's your full name, I think. Is that right, James? The that's your extended name. Yes, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> but you're also a Rotarian <laughs> as well. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, I want we've added one more question to those usual questions, and my listeners are used to hearing this now, but I think it's really important to check in in these times of COVID-19. How are you doing? How is your family doing? And I hope these are uh, unusual but safe times for you. Uh, yes, uh, we're uh, mostly homebound and only get out uh, to do a little bit of work here and there or um, do errands and stuff. And uh, we're hoping with the nicer weather, we can get out and do a little bit more. So. There you go. Yeah, knock on wood. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you. So there, everybody's in our thoughts. I know we, we've done a lot of great things as Rotarians, but sometimes it's just Good to check in to make sure everybody's happy. But let's get to the questions, shall we? So what is your yes. earliest recollection of Rotary? How, what's, your, what's your first memory of the wheel or being a part of Rotary? Well, um, my mother had sent me a box of uh, items, a uh, small box that uh, her parents had had from eons ago. And in there was a little pin that had uh, teeth on the edge of it. And, <laughs> um, I didn't, you know, know much about it. Turns out it's my grandfather's uh, um, pin when he was a member in uh, in Detroit. I never knew wow. him, but uh, yeah, uh, I never knew him. But uh, my mom was pretty excited when I told her I'd be joining uh, Rotary 16 years ago this month. So. Wow. Well, yeah, I was going to say 16 years. That's fantastic. But d how different did it look? Was it about the same size? Was it? Yeah, it's a little bit smaller, uh, a lot more delicate. Uh, I did have my sponsor use that pin when she pinned me. And um, unfortunately, the, uh, the post is uh, broken off of it, but I still have the, the main part. So. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I ran across, I was talking to um, somebody who had his father's Paul Harris and if you look at 
his Paul Harris and the new Paul Harris, we were joking that Paul Harris got a facelift, that the new <laughs> Paul Harris is very, he's very plush and clean and there isn't a wrinkle on him. And the, the one from, uh, it was back in the 60s, had all these wow. wrinkles and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. well, that's cool. So it's broken now, so it's in a safe place, but. It's in a safe place and, um, but. Uh, you have it. At the time, you know, I didn't know much about Rotary. Uh, when I, um, I, I joined, uh, I was a professional with the Boy Scouts of America and was told to join a service club in my service area. And, and so, well, might as well join the biggest one in Linwood. There it is. And I was with them for four years. And then I transferred up to the Central County area in my work and joined the Rotary Club of Lake Stevens, where I've been ever since. So, Wow. Okay. Yeah. So then, so then what made you want to join Rotary? Was it because of your grandfather or did um, somebody else kind of bring you into it? Yeah, possibly that. And I just knew it was a, uh, you know, international organization and I could uh, network um, with folks. Uh, and I've kind of had a long career of helping people in some form or fashion. And um, I figured this would be another way to uh, get to know more people in my community and uh, have a great time doing it so good okay well then I guess the the third question is actually pretty easy because you already kind of gave it away and that was if anybody else in your family is also a Rotarian but besides your late right. grandfather is anybody else a Rotarian around your life uh, not, nobody uh, in my immediate family uh, though my son is considering joining a club in Kitsap County Okay, so we, we've almost we've almost pulled him in. He's yes, him almost. Uh, and I told him, uh, you know, if that happens, I want to be there. So <laughs> there you go. I I actually just had a, a guest on the podcast not too long ago that we talk about that we that if we're doing a service project, you know, bring somebody in as a guest for the service project. If you've got a friend that's interested in Rotary, have them see us. You know, Rotarians in action, all that kind of stuff. And rarely do we say, "Hey, bring your kid." <laughs> Right. You know, we're always saying bring and, other uh, friends, but maybe if we brought more of our, our sons and daughters and stuff, that might bring a next generation. Exactly. And um, when my boys were younger, I was inspired by uh, the Juby brothers uh, and their history. Uh, their clubs have provided lots of service to Guatemala. And mm -hmm. one of the brothers said, uh, you know, he took his son down there and Wow, I wish I could do that. And <laughs> unfortunately, I was never able to do that. My boys have grown now. So, uh, but they know I'm active in Rotary. And, um, you know, someday I'm hoping a couple of them will join. So, there you go. Cool. Well, then, what does um, being a Rotarian mean to you after all these years? You said it was 16 years. Is that what you said? Yeah, 16 years total now. And um, I think it's just. Uh, a way to help other people, you know, on a personal level, but it's also multiplying my talents and time working with others. And uh, even though I can't go, for example, our club uh, helped build a clinic in uh, Honduras. Uh, wow. No, in, um, yeah, Honduras. <laughs> um, I think it was, that might have been Guatemala. I can't remember now, but uh, uh -oh. <laughs> I couldn't go personally, but uh, a couple of our members went with other family members and um, but I was able to you know help financially in some aspects but also in promoting it to the greater community and you know our little club multiplying um, our few dollars and multiplying that with district grants and 
international mm -hmm. grants and other clubs helping out as well. So we were able to be successful in that. So, it's um, amazing so, how fast it can grow. A little donation yeah, and then all of a sudden exactly. it just grows and snowballs. So yeah. then in these 16 years, because you've got a, a, a breadth of, of experience now, what's been some of the more inspirational what you laugh so but what's been some of the more inspirational ones or can i mean we should keep this within an hour but i mean after 16 years i'm sure right, there's right, quite right. a few <laughs> that you could think of but what's sure. been some that stick out in your mind well uh one of the um, fun things about the rotary club of blinwood is that they um not that they have a big turnover but they bring in you know quite a number of folks on a regular basis new folks so they kind of group them together and um, the eight or 10 at a time, uh, they're kind of shepherded by a tenured member and say, okay, now this group, you're gonna come up with a service project and you have to execute it. And that's fairly soon after most of us had joined. And um, so we, as a group, decided to uh, install paving bricks at a, uh, uh, Seattle interurban trolley car that's at a park in Linwood and the, these paving bricks would go out in the front area for people as they approached uh, the area in the park so we had to um, the bricks were already you know paid for through private donations you know okay Jones family or whatever so uh, our job was to basically install them and uh, so that was a lot of fun working with folks on that and putting that together and um, another thing the district did um, just a couple of years ago, not even, uh, was planting trees. Uh, nice. We worked with the conservation district on that. And, um, did that in an area out of Arlington. So um, there's been really so many, just uh, our club getting involved uh, locally, helping the community in a variety of ways. Um, I, you know, I, I find it. I feel fortunate. Please go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I just feel fortunate for my family that uh, I'm able to help others and demonstrate that as well, you know, that mm -hmm. aren't as fortunate perhaps, and, um, but then we can help those families in a variety of ways. I find that interesting. I was going to say that both of those projects kind of have to do with, with, with legacy in their own way. You're, you're putting, right. helping those bricks and then the legacy of a, of a, of a tree, you know, may they exactly. all stand for another 500 so years apiece. That would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. yep. awesome. So this is a, this is a, a question that, that people, I, I've never had a, a same answer once, and that is about something that's such a huge part of Rotary, and that is our four-way test. And what does that yes. four-way test mean to you, and how do you, how do you use it in your life? Well, it's uh, like the uh, Boy Scouts of America, Scout Oath, and Scout Law, and they've mm -hmm. all helped me to uh, remind me how to deal with other people. And uh, there are times I've fallen short and uh, <laughs> I kind of get a two by four up the side of the head, so to speak. But, um, you know, I, I go back to that. And of course, we repeat the four-way test um, every week at our meetings. And it's always a good reminder. Um, yep, I, I, need to, I need to live up to that and whatever it takes uh, just to remind me to do that. So, yeah, it's... Uh, 
You're, you aren't, however, the first person that has brought up the Boy Scouts. I have, and I have uh, some ex-military people that said both Air Force and Navy and others that have, that have said, you know, when you join the armed services, there is a motto that you need to say, and you have to say it religiously. Yep. And so, and then, of course, we've had people say, well, you know, the golden rule. So you've had, so it's, it's very interesting how it's, it's just kind of a new dimension of all of those different aspects. Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, and it, because it also, our, I feel that our four-way test is almost up to interpretation in the sense, especially when it, is it the best for all involved is always a very interesting one because the best for all involved may not be exactly what you wanted to happen, <laughs> but it's the best. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, it, you know, is it the truth is pretty easy, but the best for all involved sometimes can be interesting. Is that, is that where the, the board on the side of the head may come in at times or. Yeah. At times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So is there a check? Do you have it up in an office or anything? Or is it just kind of a in the uh, back of your mind kind of thing? I haven't put it up yet. Uh, we, uh, we've recently moved into this house, so we're still unpacking things. And, uh, but I'll, yeah, it'll definitely uh, go up. So, so we're, Well, then our other motto is service above self. What does that one mean to you? Well, uh, definitely. And I talk about that a lot in, the, in a variety of settings. And, um, you know, it's just... Uh, <clears throat> I've been blessed in my life, uh, and so I want to make sure that uh, uh, I'm always giving back in some way or you know, form, fashion, to help others, uh, you know, mm -hmm. pull them up by their bootstraps, so to speak, and be better people. Um, is that because you're blessed now, or, or is there a time where someone has pulled you up by your bootstraps? Is it kind of returning the favor, or well, is it just... Yeah, so there was uh, there there was some of that as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So, yeah. well, I think we all have. You know, I think you want to leave the world a better place. So, amen. Yeah. So, as you well know, there is a lot of Rotary clubs worldwide. Is how many have you uh, have you been to some other rot Rotary clubs, and uh, or is there one you haven't had a chance to visit quite yet? Well, the uh, I've. Uh, before I took on the Peace Arts Journal, I liked to visit other clubs as my schedules permitted. And uh, so it was always fun to go to lunch, you know, at a different club or um, as that allowed or breakfast as the case may be. And um, since I took on the Peace Arts Journal, I haven't had a chance, not because of that, but because of my full-time job, I wasn't able to travel as much and visit other clubs. So when I could, I really jumped on that opportunity. But now with the, um, the fact that many clubs are meeting in person, but going uh, online, um, <laughs> it's been kind of a boon for me. So I've been able to visit uh, many, many clubs uh, in, in our district uh, virtually, um, two or three a week. Um, wow. <laughs> you know, one week uh, last month, I had 19 uh, rotary uh, events in a week so that was a pretty busy week for me so if we were but, still taking uh, attendance you would be set for like the next 10 years <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah so uh but uh because of that connections i've recently been able to visit um 
clubs virtually as well. Though prior to that, when I traveled, I did visit clubs in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Texas, and New Mexico. Uh, but because of Zoom, I've also visited uh, the Kelowna Sunrise Club, which is in our neighboring district to the east, 5060. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cross Timbers in Texas, uh, Cloquette, Minnesota, which is another huge international district. Wow. Um, that district covers all of North Dakota, northern Minnesota, northwestern Wisconsin, and the western reaches of Ontario. Um, huge district. So. God, that is <laughs> also, a huge district. Uh, yeah, it is. And then uh, just recently visited with Bob and Pat Knight at the Flagler County Rotary Club. Uh, Bob, of course, used to be the uh, editor of the Peace Arts Journal. So. And I also had a chance to visit the Rotary Club of New York uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, that particular visit brought in people from all around the world, uh, checking in from uh, Chicago, Turkey, um, wow. Italy. Yeah. And, and Buenos Aires, actually, on that particular call. So, wow. And, uh, I know, it's kind of exciting. So, uh, so read, all- about it the, re- read about it in the Peace Arch Journal. So. <laughs> well, okay. So, that is a perfect tease because you've said a couple things. You've said that you've taken on the Peace Arch Journal from its original, uh, I guess, uh, author and editor. So, that's news to me because I thought it was your baby. So you took it on. So how long have you been in charge of the Peace Arts Journal? And what in God's name did you want to do all this work for this beautiful monthly newsletter? (laughs) (laughs) You're a better person than um, me. (laughs) um, Yeah, Bob Knight started it a number of years ago, uh, was editor for 10 or 12 years, and he uh, gave it up for about three years. And uh, that gentleman then went on to become his own club's president, so Bob took it back. But knowing at that time, you know, kind of in the near term, uh, he and his wife would be retiring out of state. So um, he put the word out, and I thought, well, I've done this kind of thing before. And at the time, we were publishing it in you know, a hard copy. Um, oh, okay. And so then, was uh, it? So was it like? A, was it like a magazine before? Or yeah, uh, it was like. Uh, depending on, you know, 10 or 12 pages that people could print out. Um, okay. Distribute. So, um, it, we always sent a, a link out um, so that then people could, um, you know, print their own copy if they wanted. But then, um, so I've been doing this. Um, uh, let's see, this is my uh, coming up at the end of my second year, I think. Okay. Let's see. Uh, maybe third <laughs> but then we um uh our district communications committee uh, chair dave uh, duskin said you know we and brad governor brad wanted to move in the electronic direction anyway and you know i'm fine with that because our uh, district website club runner uh, has that feature mm-hmm. um you know every club can do their own bulletin and my club i'm the editor of our club's bulletin too um the nice thing about that feature is that i'm not doing all the writing Right. So many people contribute to the Peace Arch Journal, and um, they can either do that directly or just send me the copy, and I'll you know cut and paste like we used to do way back when. So right, uh, it's really it's it's a lot of fun. It doesn't normally take a lot of time. Um, you know, it just depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, now that it's electronic, um, it's right there, ready, and we send it out and. 
you talked about not knowing much about it in the past. So yesterday I was visiting a club in our district and uh, talking with the folks there and most of them didn't really know about it, even though they get it in their email every month. Um, you know, we get inundated with emails, <laughs> so they kind of gloss over it. But, um, so, uh, you know, as I visit clubs and we uh, try to get the word out, hey, they're going to find things in the Peace Arts Journal that you're not right. going to find on the district website or through email. And we try to keep it that way on purpose. So, um, you know, it's about what are the clubs doing? What can what can we do to demonstrate, hey, we did this, or we might be inspiring another club somewhere. Um, and then uh, it's just another net way to network and maybe find out, hey, you know, I, I can go visit this club and this is what they've done, or maybe I can help them with their fundraiser because I need help with mine or mm -hmm. whatever it is. And, and the distribution is more than just Rotarians in our district. We have lots of friends. So right. People that aren't necessarily in Rotary are going to read this. And, how many what is what is your subscription numbers you think uh, i think we distributed to about 2500 plus people that's great that's great yeah. now, now they don't all read we we know that they don't all read it well we're working on that so. we're hoping by this <laughs> podcast okay so everyone in the that can hear my voice please one subscribe if you don't and two when it comes in your mailbox for god's sake read it this man is doing a lot of work here <laughs> Yeah, we're always uh, welcome to have articles submitted and uh, photographs. People love seeing photographs and, um, you know, you can go back and look at the past uh, couple of years worth of issues. The hard copies are available also at the district website and um, you can uh, look at those as well and see kind of what we've been doing. So, Well, now, and I was saying before we, we went to, to recording here that I, I was very surprised how much stuff on the Peace Arts Journal was actually helpful, very much like the um, My Rotarian on the district level or international level that there are available on this Peace Arts Journal. If you really, and there's a lot of back end stuff that you put in there that yeah. I, is and, so uh, helpful. And see, and a lot of that is already. Uh, like canned so i'm just you know adding links for people to check out and visit and things like that but we try to you know mix it up a little bit and make it uh, interesting so and if you'll notice if you go back through uh each year we're always changing a little bit so it's different one year one rotary year to the next so oh that's great yeah so is this something you think you'll be doing a while? Are you, are, is it, is it a labor of love now, much like this podcast and you think you're here forever or are you, you know? Well, I, I won't be here forever, but yeah, I, I don't mind doing it. I like doing it. And, um, uh, I, I'm always uh, looking for folks to kind of be, uh, like, uh, regional reporters out in the field. Cause like I said earlier, I can't get to all the, um, all the clubs and visit their events and things and it'd be great if we had somebody in, you know, two or three people in the lower mainland uh, of British Columbia willing to do an article here and there. Uh, you know, I, they went to so-and-so's fundraiser and they raised X amount of dollars and here's a couple photos or same with uh, down here in the, in the U S side of things too. So um, it'd be great if we could have uh, some field reporters. Maybe I'll have to send you a story about this, woman that's doing this really awesome podcast from her island 
That'd be awesome. Yeah. I should uh, find a reporter to get on that. <laughs> find a report. Find somebody. Find somebody about that. So, then, uh, what do you think of the? Uh, not only because you do get in touch now with so many Rotarians in other clubs now, and you've said you've gone all the way to New York where, you know, Buenos Aires and all those other fabulous people together. What do you think the impression of Rotary is to the rest of the world? I mean, you've obviously in just this little microcosm have been able to touch base with the world, which has been so cool. But what do you think the other, what do you think the rest of the world thinks of Rotary, thinks of us? Well, I, I find that uh, many don't know what Rotary is, but those that do kind of have an understanding that we help folks locally, but they're also kind of aware of our uh, polio eradication campaign, and maybe they've heard something that, oh, we've helped you know develop uh, water wells in third world countries or something. Um, so it's just amazingly that we've been around for 115 years and <laughs> no uh, just to yeah yeah just to find out that people don't know who the heck we are <laughs> yeah exactly but, um, but it it's uh you know if we if we find ways to get our name out there uh, like in uh, in Monroe they the Monroe club uh, sponsored and built a uh, baseball field uh for the not as able folks like most people are. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, and that's a wonderful thing. And it says, you know, Monroe Rotary Field on it. And our club here at Lake Stevens is uh, underwriting the cost of a skate park. So our name is going to go oh, there cool. as well. So other ways, if we can find ways to get, get the word out and you know, eventually we'll make the whole world though. There you go. Members, right? Well, and, <laughs> that'd be nice. You know, it's, what's funny though, is that, you know, and, and this was brought to my attention, I think by our district governor, Brad Whitaker, that we're one of the top 10 most recognized symbols. So people know our symbols. Yeah. People know the symbol. It's up there with Apple and Pepsi and Coca-Cola. And it's like, yeah. But if you said, okay, now name a Rotarian, and people are like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, and, then, and then a lot of the people that I've interviewed have said, you know, when you, when that very first question is, what is your first experience with Rotary? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of grown adults that will say, well, you know, the soccer field that I used to play on or uh, paths that I used to walk right. on. So they know that symbol, but they have no idea who we are. Yeah. So. Exactly. exactly. So, Just or, or they fired their first initial thing is they were invited by somebody to go to lunch. So. Right. Lunch and coffee seem to be very big. We maybe we need to expand our horizons in our first initial get togethers. You well, know, <laughs> and you commented earlier about, you know, a service project or something. That's a great way to, Hey, you know, come along and help me out. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. Get, yeah. get to know us. And, Cause I think, I think the meetings can, you know, I, I honestly, I'll, if somebody said, do you want to come to a civics organization meeting? I'm sure I would find that I had to wash my hair or something. It just, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, well, I guess that sounds stimulating, but you know, if you're going to go picking up trash on the side of the road or planting trees, like you said, or something, I mean, I, I yeah. do that. That sounds cool. Yeah. So 16 years that you said you've been in this organization, bravo. How is yes. it, how is it different 
after all these years? Or is it? Uh, well, on many aspects, it is kind of the same, but um, I think we're attracting younger adults. Okay. Uh, you know, many service clubs and fraternal organizations uh, are kind of stagnant because of their membership base. Mm -hmm. um, it's either, you know, disappearing altogether or whatnot. So attracting younger members and trying to find ways to uh, keep them engaged and, you know, how do we do that? So I think Rotary's really addressed that pretty well and, um, you know, really ramped up the younger adult Rotaract program and made it very flexible. And they've done away with a lot of the, what we might think of as rigid rules around you know, right. membership and meetings and how often you have to do that and whether you actually have to be physically meeting every week or can you be a group where we'll, we can attract members from a greater region area and pull them together and make it a passport group or whatever. So, plus we've also, um, uh, I know for our club, we started a program in our local high school, um, interact. Um, and I know many clubs have done that, which is exciting. So, um, it's just attracting kids that way. And, um, I had heard of key club when my kids were younger, uh, yeah. in school, they never participated in that, but, but once I found out it was Kiwanis, I thought, well, you know, Rotary needs to do something. So uh, I know there's more and more of those starting. So Yeah. And then if we can keep them engaged and keep them engaged as they move, you know, on into adulthood and whatever their careers are. So. Well, and, and to, get, to get rid of that 20-year gap, you know, from exactly. being and interact and then all exactly. of a sudden we lose them. And then in their 50s. Right which was me in their fifties, they came back and they were like, Oh, okay, I'll join this now. I mean, I'm still yeah. in the middle of my career, but you know, I, I guess it's something I can do now. Sure. There's like that chunk that yeah. the time. So that what, what happened to all of your time, time and talents in those 20 years? I mean, yeah. Tapped into a little bit of that. Exactly. And we, we, you know, I think we know collectively that younger adults tend to be very busy if they're starting families or, you know, their mm -hmm. careers or whatnot, they might be a lot more mobile. Um, you know, how do we keep them engaged and still have fun? And yeah, well, and I think maybe this in this time of this pandemic and moving over to Zoom or Google Chats or all these different yeah. online platforms, it's it is expanding the horizons of Rotary and a lot of others. I mean, yes. all of as much as I am a huggy touchy, I love to get to know people and meet face to face. We can't do that, but it has opened up an opportunity. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. The, you know, like you said, meetings in New York or Chicago or, <laughs> you know, and those are friends that'll last after, which is cool. Yeah. So, um, how do you think we're going to grow in the future? I mean, not only after all of this these strange times, but how do you think we can grow in the future? How do you think we can become more of a household name than the wheel? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's uh, just continuing to engage those younger adults and um, providing ways to serve right in their local communities. You know, what can we do to uh, kind of uh, either adopt events or create one or, you know, like, many clubs adopted roads so they you know they take care of a two or three block stretch of roadway in their communities or 
Mm-hmm. You know, can they put their name on the food bank building or, you know, once a year provide bicycles to the family, kids of families that are financially challenged or, and, you know, make that. And then, you know, find those uh, younger folks that might have talents to promote that. You know, mm-hmm. be our PR people and get that out there. And, um, so basically a, a younger face, a faster face, a more moving. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, I think that's what we're going to look at. So, I mean, it's, we look at our Rotary National presidents, they tend not to be younger folks. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was, I mean, I, I've had more than one person that said, you know, what was your first impression of Rotary? And it's like white haired old guys, you know? And in fact, I interviewed a guy who has been in Rotary since 1979 where there wasn't even any women at all. Yeah. Like right. no, no I, women, no minorities, no, you know, nope. so, but that was 79 and we're now on, you know, almost 20, halfway through 2020 here, it would be nice for somebody to think yeah. that we're more than old white guys. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all my old white guys I've interviewed for the podcast. I love you. Every <laughs> single one of you. <laughs> and all of them are pretty self-admitted that it's like, yeah, I sort of look like what Rotary's known for. So then um, if somebody wanted to give, if you, if somebody was interested in Rotary, what, what would be your elevator speech? What makes you want to be a Rotarian? I mean, my gosh, you work so hard on the, on the Peace Arts Journal. You're obviously still a career, right? I, you, have you retired yet? I haven't retired yet. No. Okay. So I, you're I like me. I briefly once years ago, but uh, 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 retirement's you're... not an age thing. It's a, it's a financial stability thing. So. Amen, brother. So I, I'm not quite there yet either. So what are your reasons for for doing the Peace Arts Journal and and to get if somebody was inspired and if you're inspired enough to to work as hard as you do, what do you to say to somebody else who wants to join Rotary? So, um, um, and I, I like that fact, the elevator speech. But you know, I, I would ask if they've ever thought about ways to help their community mm-hmm. and have fun while doing it. That is easy uh, as that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you always ask an open-ended question, wait for their answers, and then you can kind of go from there. And well, you know, depending on what it is, hey, I'd like you to come down and depending on their, you know, career or, you know, interest areas, well, I'd like you to come and hear this speaker, if that's the case, or come and join us for a social hour. I want you to meet a bunch of people or, you know, hey, did you know that so-and-so that is a Rotarian? And they may know somebody else, but they didn't know they were also a Rotarian. So, um, you know, I, in visiting a variety of clubs, I've often heard, uh, well, I didn't know so-and-so was a Rotarian. And, like, why didn't they ask me to join? <laughs> ah, <laughs> kind of thing, so, uh, that's it. You might yeah. have to get them on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, um, so then, and then getting back to your Peace Arts Journal, why, why do you do that? Um, well, I like uh, you know, I like putting those things kind of together. Uh, you know, when I took it over, we were still doing a, a hard copy print version, so it was you know putting all the pieces together and how does it all fit. So I've done that in the past for several things, and then uh, moving it online, it's kind of the same thing. So we're still looking at varying ways to make it interesting. And um, again, I'm not doing it all alone, so that makes it easier. But it's a lot of fun, and um, you know just 
I don't want the credit. Just get, let's get the word out there. People can read it and there they go. So. <laughs> and I will make sure that we put uh, your, your labor of love. We'll put it up on, on Facebook and we'll put the link on it. And it, with your okay, can I put the link on as the editor, if somebody has a story that they think would be awesome for the journal as well? Certainly. Yep. Okay. Yep. You have that link information, so that I fun. sure do. All right. So if you're hearing my voice, disclaimer, and a member of District Fifty <laughs> Fifty, uh, then uh, let's send send James your. We want to know what you're doing. I do think that is kind of a issue with us Rotarians that we like to kind of fly under the radar. You know, maybe not tell everybody what we're doing, and then consequently. Nobody knows who we are. We're like this. Nobody knows who we are. And, you know, it's, uh, I think innately we always want to be acknowledged for the hard work we do, whatever that is, and <laughs> whatever sphere of influence we have. Um, but uh, if we don't know you're, uh, you know, helping your local community by serving at the food bank or, you know, you built the food bank building 30 years ago or whatever, then let's, uh, let's remind folks and figure out a way to get that out there. Wow. Awesome. Well, James, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for joining me. I feel I finally know you more than just editor of Peace Arts Journal, which is really <laughs> super nice. And uh, I'm going to get some get some stories to you ASAP, and hopefully the people listening to my voice will also help you out. So thank you for being a Rotarian, doing the podcast, and thank you for all the extra work that you do for the greater good of the district. I think everybody well, really appreciates it. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, I've got to say it one more time. Thank you, James Monroe, for joining me on the podcast today. I think James and I have quite a lot in common. That one thing in common is we love to hear stories about our Rotary friends and families. If you are listening to my voice in the 5050 district, do send send James some of your wonderful articles about what you're doing and if you're listening to me internationally I challenge you to do it as well James is not the only one out there bringing newsletters and news about Rotary all over the world and to a district near you also we have that Rotarian magazine which we all get monthly I get mine digitally please Get some stories into that one, because I love to know what people in the world are doing. Our Rotarians are at hard at work everywhere, and that truly makes me proud. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of the I'm a Rotarian podcast. As usual, we've got a little bit of business. If you know a Rotarian that I should know about, please let me know. I do get back to all of my emails, so just send me a quick note at rotarianpod at gmail.com. And if you've liked today's podcast or any of our podcasts, please tell a friend, won't you? Have them rate and download and all that other great stuff that you do with the podcast. Of course, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please tell a friend, have them subscribe and download because as I've said before, that makes it so much easier for other Rotarians to find the podcast. All right? All right then, until next week, take care of yourself and the world around you and I thank you as always for listening to the I'm a Rotarian podcast. We will hear you next week.